Hello, this is Lyndon Wall of Refresh Ministries. Welcome to a Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. Today I'm going to talk about three comforts for people serving in dangerous places. My family and I responded to a call to serve in a country where danger was a daily reality. And this fact was brought home to me the very first week we were in country. We were attending a high school basketball game when there was a loud bang and everyone jumped and looked around nervously, wondering if it was a gunshot. Well, fortunately, it was only a blown tire, yet the experience showed me that we had entered a country where people assumed the worst. Their assumptions were that danger was present, and this had been grounded in past experience. One day I realized that we would always be on alert there, wondering when the next attack would come, and I thought, we need to deal with this battle of fear and stress like never before. Well, later in our term, some vicious attacks were perpetrated against the people of the missionary community, and a new level of fear was being faced. And so I found great comfort in the scriptures in 2 Kings chapter 6, 7, and 8, and I would like to share some of those comforts I found uh, that are in this story. The story takes place in a time of war. Aram was attacking Israel, yet the king of Aram was frustrated because his plans and strategies were always being revealed to the king of Israel. The king of Aram thought there was a traitor in his camp, only to find out that his strategies were being revealed by God to the prophet Elisha. And so upon learning this, the king of Aram sent a strong military force to capture Elisha. They find Elisha at the city of Dotham, surrounding surrounded the city, and in the morning, Elisha's servant sees that they are surrounded and is terrified. Well, Elisha prayed that his servant would have eyes to see what was going on, and God answered his prayer, and the servant saw that they were being protected by a divine force of fiery chariots. They were not alone. Then as the enemy forces swooped down on the city, Elisha prayed that they would be blinded, and they immediately lost their sight. In their blindness, Elisha led them to be captives of the king of Israel, and under Elisha's instruction, a feast was prepared for enemy soldiers, after which they were sent home. This act led to peace between the two countries, and the bands of Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. So that's a synopsis of the story, but I want to give you some comforts from that story. The first comfort it was, that the story told me that God is aware of attacks that are planned against us. Many of the attacks against Israel were thwarted because God warned Israel that they were coming. God is aware of attacks planned against us. He's not only aware, but he was willing to communicate with his people for his protection. Elisha was a man who walked intimately with God and learned to hear God speak. He became God's early warning system for Israel. I found great comfort in this thought. No attack planned against us or carried out against God's people is a surprise to him. He knows before we do what our enemies intend to do. So whether they are militants or thieves, their activities, their activities are not a surprise to God. A second comfort that I find is that an, God provides divine resources to protect his people. In this story, God activated a force of fiery chariots to provide protection to Elisha and his servant. It's helpful to realize that Elisha did not pray for these forces to come. They were already there. 
One person said it was not the presence of the spiritual force that was the miracle. It was the manifestation or revealing of the forces that was the miracle. Elijah knew they were there. His servant didn't. It was a momentary unveiling of what always was. Over half the books in the Bible refer to the activity of angels. The writer of Hebrews said, Are not angels ministering servants sent to the ser uh, serve those who will inherit salvation? Well, the force God provided that day was not only present, but it was more than sufficient. And Elijah said, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The Bible has other examples of angelic intervention. Daniel saw the mouths of the lions closed by angels. Joseph met and an angel in the dream. The angel told him of uh, the angel told uh, Joseph of Herod's intent to kill the baby Jesus, and they needed to escape. Many examples are in Scripture about this. John Patton and his wife were missionaries in the New Hebrides. He was called the Apostle of Christ to those people. And one day their compound was surrounded by angry men who wanted to burn the compound and kill the missionaries. The Pattons prayed for God's deliverance, and the night passed without an attack, and in the morning the attackers were gone. Well, it was about a year later the chief of the tribe became a Christian, and John Patton asked why they had not attacked that night. The chief replied with a question of his own. Who were those men in the shining garments and drawn swords who were walking around your compound? The Pattons never saw their divine protectors, but they were there. One person reflecting on Elijah's story said, The sight teaches us that God's messengers are ever near, most near when needed most. Be assured that God is not only aware of pla attacks planned against us, but that he provides resources for his people's protection. A third comfort I find in this story is that God actively responds to his people's prayer. The army of Aram was blinded in answer to Elisha's prayer. The angels did not stop the attack, but blinded the attackers in answer to prayer. How comforting to know that we can pray even in the midst of attack. How comforting to know our Heavenly Father's willingness to answer our prayers even in the heat of the moment. A missionary to the Philippines told me a story once that he had to travel to a dangerous area, and during his trip he was forced to sleep outside being completely vulnerable to attack. Some robbers planned to take advantage of their opportunity, but were stopped. They reported seeing around him 16 armed soldiers. And later the missionary went home on furlough. He told the story that night only to find out that on that very night, 16 people had gathered to pray for him. It was a remarkable story of how God stirred and cooperated the prayers of his people to protect his servant. There is often a correlation between prayer and protection. What a comfort to have such a resource when we minister in dangerous places. The question arises, what about the times when God does not seem to intervene? For every story of God's dramatic intervention on behalf of his servants, there seems to be a story of great suffering where it appears God did not intervene. The story of Elisha can again inform us and bring comfort. In chapter 13, uh, there's the story of Elijah coming to the end of his life. He has a terminal illness. And though God had worked through Elijah to heal others and even raise them from the dead, he now had a terminal illness that would not be healed and he would not be raised from the dead. God, in his providence, had allowed this sickness. Yet we see Elijah ministering with grace and passion. He still had a heart for God's people. 
He listened to the voice of God. He still spoke for God in the midst of his tragedy. Despite his sickness, Elisha found God giving him the grace to overcome. There are times when God in his providence prohibits the dangers of our world from reaching us. There are times when he allows the dangers to reach us. Yet even then, we see that he provides his sustaining and enabling grace. His presence is just as real, but there, but it is there not to keep us from danger, but to carry us through the danger. So today I want to share with you this comfort. When we live and minister in dangerous places, we can count on God's active presence to protect us and sustain us. God knows the plans that are formed against you. He intervenes to his purpose. He responds to our prayers and give grace to overcome these providential allowances. And so if you're living and ministering in a dangerous place, you can count on God's active presence to protect and sustain you. Well, may God bless you and give you courage and peace. For more resources, go to refreshministries.org. And may God uh, bless you today. Bye for now.